Project Tariyag, Day 49, Mitzvah Shin Tesvav, and that is Shalalasis Melacha Basar Batishrei, not to do any kind of Melacha on Yom Kippur. That's the 10th of Tishrei. And the Pasuk says, V'chol Melacha Latasu Ba'etzim Ayam One can't do any form of work on this day which is Yom Kippur. And here the Torah doesn't forbid Melacha Savoida, it forbids all Melacha, and therefore, even though on Adiyam and Tavim, like we saw, food preparation melachas are allowed. On Yom Kippur, these are forbidden, and it's understandable because one's not allowed to eat as well. Mitzvah Shintas Zayin, Shlelechel Velishas Piyam not to eat and drink on Yom Kippur. The Leitasa is, the Pasuk says, that Kikala Nefesh Shlelechel Velishas Piyam any person who does not afflict himself on this day referring to Yom Kippur, and the punishment for this is Kores, which we already saw previously. Mitzvah Shun Yudzayin, and that's the positive mitzvah to refrain from doing work on Yom Kippur. The Pasuk says, Shabbos Shabbos Nulachem, it's a Shabbos for you. And we, we learn from that, that to be Shabbos is a verb, it's a mitzvah saseh, and that is to the rest from doing Melacha. The reason for the, the reason not to do Melacha on Yom Kippur is the same as Adi Yom and that is in order to be able to focus on the spiritual meaning of the time. So a person needs to detach himself from other activities which would distract him from doing so. And therefore, a whole kavana, a whole intention, and a whole mindset in Kippur has to be trying to achieve forgiveness to ask for mechila for what we've done during the year. And therefore, any milach will interfere with that focus. The dilemma of this mitzvah is that the din of Melacha applied to Yom Kippur is due to Shabbos. With the exception, the Gemara says that they have a kind of Yerek, which either means to cut or to wash vegetables on Yom Kippur afternoon as a starting of a preparation for the meal to be eaten after the fast, which is not permitted on Shabbos. The Minag was to Machmer on this as well, and not to do anything on Yom Kippur, which one is restricted from doing on Shabbos. The din of Yom Kippur applies in every place in town, both the men and the ladies. And if a person is over on this lab, he is high of the penalty the Torah says of Kores, if he's a little amazed, and where is that he's battle the Mitzvah Sasei. Mitzvah Shinyud and that is a Mitzvah to refrain from doing Melacha on the first day of Sukkot. The Pasuk says, that it's a day which is sanctified the first day of Sukkot, and if a person can't do Melacha, here like Aviyah Mitzvah, it excludes the melachas, which are part of Eichel Nefesh, which a person is allowed to do on the circus. Here also, the reason that the melacha is in order to be able to focus on the spiritual import of the day. This means applies in every time and place to both men and ladies. And if a person does melacha on the first day of circus, he is over this mitzvah saseh, as well as the next mitzvah, which is the mitzvah slaita saseh, mitzvah shenyutes, and that is not the the later said the issue not to do melacha on the first day of Sukkot. The pasuk says kumenech savad leitasu not to do melacha, and the melachas as applied to Sukkot are the same which apply to every yamtiv. Mitzvah shinchaf is a mitzvah to bring a carbon musaf every day of Sukkot. The pasuk says shivas yamim takrivu ishe Hashem for seven days, which means the duration of Sukkot, a person should bring a carbon to Hashem, which is the musaf of the yamtiv. And the specific musafim which were brought in the circus more than any other occasion during the year. 
and also as opposed to other Yom Tovim, such as Pesach, where the same carbon was brought every single day, when it comes to Sukkot, the amount of carbon has changed from day to day. Specifically the Parim, which represents the 70 nations of the world. So over the duration of Sukkot, we bring 70 Parim. However, the amount of Parim is decreased by one every day to show that the dominion granted to the 70 nations will recede, will diminish until the time of the coming Mashiach. Mitzvah Shin Chafalef, and that is the mitzvah to rest from the Melacha on the eighth day of Sukkot, which is called Shmini Atzeres. And here also the Melachas are the Melachas of Yom Tov, which means a person is allowed to do Melachas related to preparing food. The Pasuk says, V'yema Shmini Mikrakodesh, and that's the eighth day of Tishrei will also be Mikrakodesh, a day chosen not to do Melacha. And this mitzvah applies like all the Yom every place in time, both the men and the ladies. And even though refraining from work, as the mitzvah say, and Yom Tov is the mitzvah say shows my grammar, nevertheless, ladies are high in it, because since the ladies and men are mukhiv equally in later says, and this mitzvah also has a later say, so by extension, they're going to be mukhiv in the mitzvah say as well. Mitzvah Shinchov Beis, and there is the mitzvah of bringing a carbon musaf on Shemini Yatzeris. And the Pasuk says here also, we craft the Mishra Hashem. And here it's a different kind of carbon to the other carbonates of Sukkot. It's a much smaller carbon. Chazal gave a famous marshal that after the, so to speak, the very lavish and extravagant party for all the guests, the king invites a close friend for a more intimate meal, just the two of them. And if he doesn't need to go to the same level of preparation, so sending off the circus, which we bring carbonus for all 70 nations of the world, and large amounts of carbonus, on Shemini is a much smaller carbon, and that symbolizes the intimate relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. Mitzvah Shin Chav Gimel, and there is not to do melacha on Shemini Yatzeres. The Pasuk says, V'yem Shemini, Mirukodesh, Kamelecha Savoida, Loitas Tasu. Same thing over here, melacha, which is Navoida, which means excludes food preparation melachas which are permitted, where other forms of melacha are all forbidden. The Chinuch here explains a principle which applies to Shemini Yatzeris, and that is it's considered a regal bifnei atzmai. It's not part of Sukkot. It's a separate Yom Tov, just it comes directly after Sukkot. And therefore, the Gemara mentions a number of areas that we show that Shemini Yatzeris is a Yom Tov on its own. It has a different carbon. It doesn't follow the sequence of carbonus which are brought in Sukkot, for example. Similarly, we make another Shechiyonu, the Baruch we make at the beginning of a new Yom Tov. So when Shemini Yatzeres arrives, we say a further Shechiyonu on the new Yom Tov of Shemini Yatzeres. Similarly, in the Davening, we don't call it Chag HaSukkot Hazeh, we call it Shemini Chag HaTzeres Hazeh, or Chag HaShemini HaTzeres Hazeh. And that shows that this is a mitzvah of its own, a Yom Tov of its own. Just it comes directly after Sukkot. The Chinuch explains the reason why the Minag in Chuslaritz was to sit in the Sukkah on the first of the two days of Shemini Yatzeres and Chuslaritz, meaning on Shemini Yatzeres, was not because there's a connection between Sukkahs or sitting in the Sukkah and Shemini Yatzeres, but because since in Chuslaritz they did not know when the final day of Sukkahs was, and therefore it could be the day that they're celebrating as Shemini Yatzeres was really the last day of Sukkahs, therefore they instituted that one has to sit in the Sukkah in case the person is to sit in the sukkah, 
because it was really still circus. Now, this applied when Klayashal might not have known when circus fell and how the calendar was set up. Today, as you've seen a number of times, the calendar's already been fixed, and therefore the Chiyuv to keep the second day of Yom Tif in Chuslaritz is only as a Minog for what Klayashal used to do before that, because there's no really doubt today when Yom Tif is meant to fall, and when the Basin have already predicted in advance when the Rosh Chodeshes are going to be. Nevertheless, the minhag to keep the second day means that a person has to sit in the sukkah on the eighth day of Pesach. Also, as a, as a question that it might have been the seventh day, and therefore, even though it's a separate Yom Tov and a person is making a Kiddush and Shekhyana on the new Yom Tov of Shemini Ateris, he will still have to sit in the sukkah. The next point the Chinuch addresses here is the din of Chalamoid, which is the intermediate days of Pesach and Sukkot. The Torah describes a Mikrokodesh, a day also from Tzitzit on the first and final days of Pesach, as well as in the beginning of Sukkot, and on the day of Shemini Ateris, which comes right afterwards. What's the din of Melacha in the interim days of Shemini of Chal Hamoid? So the way the Chinuch understands, this is in Mechlegus Rishonim, but the way the Chinuch explains is that Chalamoid is also to do Melacha on a Daraisa level. We learn it from the Torah. He brings a number of possible references where we learn this from. One example is, it says, which means the entire, the entire duration of Pesach, a person should be shamer, guide himself and doing Melacha. And the, those learning from, it says, that on the first day of Yom Tov, every Melech is also except for Melech is of Eichel Nefesh. But in Cholamayit, other Melech is also in Yom Tov and as well. But it doesn't mean everything is Mutter. And Nasi Bakiva learns it from Eil Amayit Deshem Yikroi Kodesh, which is referring to Cholamayit as well. And we, so we see that Cholamayit is also called Mikroi Kodesh, which means the time sanctified and set apart from doing certain Melechus. What are the Melechus which are Mutzah and which are Asur? So the way the number of Rishonim understands and explains this is that Chazal gave it into the hands of Chachamim to decide which activities were appropriate and which were too similar to what was done not in Cholamoyed. And therefore, even though Chazal could, so to speak, determine the list of what was Asur in Cholamoyed, the backing for such a rule was a Daraisa Chiyuv and that is that there is meant to be some form of Betel Melacha on Cholamoyed. Therefore, since Shabbatim and Mekel, you could give it a number of conditions where the Issa would apply and where there's Makam to be Mekel. And therefore, the Gemara says it's a category of Melachas of Cholamoyed which are Muslim because of Hafsid Meruba which means if a person would not do them, he would suffer a big loss. Such as a vegetable garden or field which relies on water in order to survive, and if a person refrained from watering it for the length of Cholamoyed, the crops would die. That's considered the daughter of it. Similarly, if one's crops in the field are going to spoil unless he works with them on Cholamoyed, they will also be considered a hefted meruba, and therefore there will be hetter for him to do activities which would normally be also. So to a person can't leave work, especially aside to be done in Chalamoyed. 
Because as the Chinuch explains, that's not the point of what Chalamoyer was intended to be. Rather, in his words, Chalamoyer is meant to be that the Klai Yisrael should be miskavit from Midrash and should gather in the base Medrash. With Shmuel and Noyam, Imre Sefer, Hilchos Pesach, or Pesach, Hilchos Haseris, Vatseris, and they should hear the beauty of the halachas of each Yom Tov as it applies to that Yom Tov. And not only that, if a person would do melacha at that time, when he's meant to be learning in the base Medrash, Basin had the right to be mafkir, whatever he would do with it, whatever he was doing at the time. Another example of a head of a bottom head for someone to do melacha and chalam is we're talking about a worker with nothing else to eat, and therefore he doesn't hire himself out to work, he won't get a salary, he won't have an income to be used for Yom Tov. And therefore they allowed the Balabais to hire this worker so that that way he can be paid and he can use the money for Yom Tov. The Chilach concludes with the rule, and he says one can't make principles in Hilchus Kharamoid where one's allowed to learn from a different Esau and apply the same logic over here. Rather, each case was judged by Chazal when they decided what to make Osir and what to make Mutzah separately. And therefore, there isn't a markum so much for a person to try and work out on his own what from one case to the next. It depends what Chazal will be in every case. This mitzvah is only counted by the Ramban and other Rishonim. However, the Rambam holds that all Melach and Chalamoyed is only Midrabanan. And to add, there are other times also where Chazal were more lenient in their decrees and they didn't make all the dinim of Chalamoyed exactly the same as the dinim of Shabbos. Mitzvah Shin Chavtarad, and that's the mitzvah of taking the Lulav. The Torah speaks specifically about the first day of Yom Tov, it says, Lakachtan Machim Biyama Rishon. A person should take these species on the first day of Sukkot, the four minim we know about, except the Torah refers to them as a pre eight Hadar, a beautiful citrus fruit, so to speak, and we have to understand from Chazal's explanation that this refers to the Esrog. Kapois Tmarim is the branch of a palm tree. Anaf Eitz Avos is a Hadas, and Avinachar refers to the Rav. We hold like the opinion that we take one Esrog, one Lulav, but when it comes to Hadasim and Aravas, we take three Hadasim and two Aravas, even though there are other opinions in the Gemara, we learn differently how many of each min needs to be taken. The reason for the mitzvah, the Chinuch uses the logic he always says, and that is a person's activities inspire him. And if that's the case, since Hashem wants to give Klai Yisrael sources of merit, if that's the case, he wants them always to be influenced positively, and therefore, just like my mitzvah's tefillin, that when a person puts them on his arm, on his head, which is connected, the source within the person of his logical understanding, his mind and his feelings, his, his, which is a feeling connected the life. And therefore, it will cause a person to focus and direct his thoughts or his feelings towards Hashem. Similarly, the midst of Lulav and the other three species, since the time of Yantaf is the time of Sinchaf for Klai Yisrael, not only that, it was a time of physical prosperity because that's when the harvest came from the year's crop which was brought into the houses. There's also a reason for Simcha. If that's the case, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mitzavah, instructed us to make a chag with 
using the species we just bought, we just harvested, and being as we make them into a part of our simcha, and and says the chinuch since at the time of simcha like a yamtiv, so being drawn into simcha can make a person forget yerushalayim. Therefore, using the opportunity of simcha to carry minim, the Arab minim, which are meant to remind us of yerushalayim. Brings back that balance that a person is meant to have. Now, what do the four species represent? The Chinuch first brings the opinion that, that, that they represent four organs within the human body. The Esrog represents the heart, that's the source of a person's understanding. And therefore, it's meant to show us that just like the Esrog has to be perfect, same thing a person has to devote his mind totally and his feelings to serving Hashem. The Lulav compares the person's spine, and that's the central point of the body. And it teaches us about the Arabian, that a person has to direct all his movements and his actions to serve Hashem. Now that is similar to the eyes, that a person shouldn't follow would be the stress of what he sees. And the Arabas is similar to the lips, to teach us. The person has to control what he says. And Shani says things which are, like Hashem says things which are going to build the world and are necessary. And therefore, all these four senses restore a person's perspective even in the time of Simcha. With the Raisa, the din of Arab Minim out of the Beis Hamikdash, which is called the Medina, was only on the first day of Sukkot. That's the Simcha. The Yom Tif of Shemini Atzeris is a different Yom Tif. That's more directed, directed says the Chinuch Hashem. And specifically the happiest is what we got, which is applies to circus. When it comes to Pesach, we don't need a Lulav to remind us not to be too happy. But we have the mats in the morrow, which are our physical reminders of Pesach. And secondly, it's not as much of Simcha like circus was when a person brings in new crops. And therefore, the circus is more of a reason to train ourselves to restrain that extra level of simcha which can bring a person to make mistakes. Same thing with which is primarily the giving of the Torah, which is what's there as a means to attacking us and perfect ourselves. And for sure, we don't need more of a message than that. Nalach is that all four species are ma'ak of each other, which means that all of them, a person has not done the mitzvah. However, he doesn't have to take them according to the Chinuch all at the same time. And therefore, if he takes each one as he gets it, he can be used like that as well. Right. The next point he brings is that the length of the Lulav has to be four Tvachim. The length of the Adas and the Rav has to be three Tvachim. The size of the Esrog has to be at least the size of the Beta. There's a further then that the Arab have to belong to the person on the first day. They have to be his in order to use them. If that's the case, you can't borrow from somebody else. It has to be given in the style of a gift, which now belongs to the person who receives it, and then he can use it for a mitzvah. Similarly, a person can give a gift on condition that it's returned. And when he's given it, it's now a gift. But later on, he fulfills his, his commitment by returning it. Mm. So, to, besides the myth of raising the Arab minim, 
There's a mitzvah to wave them in all four directions and up and down. And that includes the four sides and the Shemaim and the Oretz. And the Chinuch uses it to explain that Hashem should, a person should remember at all times that Hashem is surrounding him and watching him. This mitzvah applies every person in time but only to men because it's a time-bound mitzvah. And if a person is over and does not take the Arab Menim on the first day of Sukkot, which he's chayv on doing over this Esau. However, when the first day of Sukkot falls in Shabbos, Chazal, because they were scared that it would be a possible final Shabbos, resulting from people carrying the Lulavim to someone to teach them what to show, therefore Chazal cancelled the din of, bring, of, bring, of shaking the Arab Menim or bringing them on the first day of Sukkot, which falls in the Shabbos. Even though in the Raisa it was only the first day of Yom Tov, Rabbanan extended taking the Lulav out of the Besamidash to all seven days of Sukkot, Zeich and the Mikdash is what the Koenim used to do in the Besamidash before its destruction and that was to circle the Mizbech all seven days.